0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Alpha and Omega TV. We are back. And here with me in the studio today is Brian.
1: Hello. We always say we're, we're back because we take those long periods.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really just uh, to build to build suspense. Right. It's it's strategic. It's not on accident. <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with the fact that we get really busy sometimes. It's is solely for suspense. Right. <laughs> and so that when you guys do see a new episode come up, you guys get really excited because you're wondering what we have to say next. That's why we do it, honestly. That's, what do we have to say
1: next? What
0: is this episode about? <laughs> episode 36. Episode 36, I want to talk about something that... Um, I I recently went to Mexico uh, this past week. And uh, we had a death in the family. And this topic came up because of everything that happened. So uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about what happens after we die. But before we get into that, we want to thank all of you guys for tuning in today. And we want to remind you guys that uh, we are on Instagram and we are on Anchor and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Breaker, if anybody is even on Breaker. (laughs) Uh, Google podcast so definitely check us out on those uh, those mediums and uh, we invite you to follow us on Instagram like us on Facebook and definitely share the podcast if it uh, is something that you think is worthwhile sharing uh, maybe some of your friends who are listening or maybe you're listening and you know your friend has a question about this kind of stuff and you say well know what these guys do a pretty decent job at explaining it so uh, we're not experts we're not uh, theologians yet but um, we like to study into topics and we like to talk about uh, things that have happened recently and uh, today it's going to be about that so just in case you're new to this Alpha and Omega TV is uh, dedicated to the preaching of the gospel God's living word uh, we talk about current events. We talk about topics in real life, and we like to study the Word of God and just share with you guys what we learn, along with sharing sermons um, and things that we find useful. So, welcome to Alpha and Omega TV. And with that being said, uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Yes, let's. All right, get so right into it. this past week, um, I had to go to Mexico in an emergency situation. Uh, my grandfather was not feeling well. So, uh, my family went first, my mom and dad went over to Mexico and then, uh, we decided that we were all going to take a trip over there because we thought, well, maybe these might be my grandfather's last moments here on earth. So, uh, we decided to take a trip out there as a family.
1: Hence the and word might. So you, you weren't, you're hoping that he would be getting better throughout. The-
0: Correct. Yeah. So when we headed out there, um, we didn't know we, we didn't know what to expect obviously our desire is to see our grandfather get well mm-hmm. um the hope was that you know he was gonna get better and, and within that week he was probably gonna leave the hospital we were gonna be able to you know have some time with him uh, but apparently that um that wasn't the plan that wasn't god's plan for his life uh, so my parents got over there they still got to see him in life um my mother prayed with him and, and just asked him to, to ask God to forgive him. And even to tell his children who were all there uh, present, except for one who couldn't make it. Um, she told him to um, she told him to ask God for forgiveness. And, and she led, led him uh, through a prayer of repentance and just giving his life to him and, and trusting in him. And so he did. And all of his children uh, went ahead and uh, asked Him to forgive them, and uh, there was a moment that he also asked uh, them, all of his children, something that he'd never done before in life. He told them to for he told them to forgive him as well for his actions and for all the the shortcomings. Uh, So it was just a a moment of um, of closure during those last moments when I, according to the description that was given to me, he was uh, he was really bad. It was just like um, his heart was really tired. Um, I can't describe the moment cause I wasn't there, but in those last moments, he made his peace uh, with God. He made his peace with his children. Um, and today, you know, we believe that awesome. he is with the Lord, you know, because of, uh, because of the faith and because of the fact that he asked God to forgive him. He asked his children something he'd never done before, apologized to his children for uh, some of the things that he did. I mean, every parent makes mistakes. So that happened and, um, we headed out there after and, um, we basically, my parents went first and then that night, um, or the next day at night, we'd already got tickets for the next day, but that night uh, I was like, um, I think it was, uh, eight. Friday night. Yeah. Like oh, yes. Friday night at around eight or nine, um. My parents were already over there and they told us that he had passed away. And, you know, it was, it was tough because we had our tickets already. We were going to head out there. Uh, we thought we were Hoping still going to see him. Yeah. See him yeah. Have with, a good time. With all the hopes of seeing him exactly live. Um, but that didn't happen. And um, yeah, so we got there and uh, we, we, we arrived. They picked us up from the airport and we got to a funeral home. Mm. And uh, most of my family is Catholic so uh, they're doing this thing that some of you guys who are listening right now who are Catholic would probably know this but um, it's called uh, it's called uh, what is it?
1: Uh, When someone prays
0: um, they watch over the body uh, according to to this belief that is of of Catholicism but um, it's um, it's not a vigilia it's um, and yeah we speak Spanish here too so just just (laughs) so you know (laughs) um there's a word for it but it's where the belief is they're keeping watch over the body um you know they just stay stay awake the whole day the whole night um you know talking to each other remembering the deceased and um that kind of thing so uh, anyways the next day he was gonna be be buried and um So the next day that he was buried, Uh, of course, there was the emotional part of it because you're grieving the loss of someone who no longer exists um, on this world, at least. And um, that begged the question, because after the funeral, after everything was said and done, uh, we went back home. And then the next day they began this thing called the Novenario, which is like a nine day uh, thing. And you're trying to think of. Uh, No, no, that's uh, something else. But um, I looked it up. uh, Is it vigil? It's it is like a vigil, but it's a vigil to stay watch. Apparently, the belief is that you're watching over the body and, and you're just kind of protecting it from I don't know what
1: spirits or
0: whatnot. I, I have I really don't know much. I, I didn't look into this much, but basically it's it's a custom that you do as a Catholic. Mm. Um, you watch over the body. You you know stay awake the whole night. I don't know why if the person is no longer there. Um. But again, this, there's just this belief that, you know, the spirit, uh, the spirit of the person or the soul of the person, um, is currently in purgatory. So purgatory is a place where, uh, people go, people who are not that bad to go to hell go, but they're not that good to go directly into heaven. So it's kind of like the medium. If you believed in Christ, but didn't die while you were in quote unquote grace, Mm. um, then you would go into purgatory, and if you are just kind of like a normal Catholic, you believed but you really didn't live that life, you'd go into purgatory. If you were really, really good but still fell short, you'd be in purgatory. <laughs> so, so
1: that, um, I think that word that I'm,
0: that popped into my head right
1: now was it's called lukewarm, where you're, where you're not fully uh, a believer, but then you do all these things in the world, right? So if you're, if you're lukewarm, then that's
0: no. But even where you go? Right. But even though though, um, I mean, I've had co- conversations with my Catholic friends and, um, I mean, it's kind of like everyone is going to purgatory unless you were like John Paul, like the, the last Pope, um, the one before this one, uh, Pope Francis, but the Pope before that, uh, which, well, well, there was another Pope Benedict, but he, his, his term was short lived. Um, but if you were really like a saint in this world, <laughs> that's the only way you'll just go directly into heaven. But for that, for you to reach that level, um, it's nearly impossible. So the, the odds are, is it's like if, if we were Catholic, we would probably be going to purgatory. And then uh, in purgatory, the belief is that the soul is there. And by the assistance of the prayers mm-hmm. of the church, right. that soul is purged. Hence the word purgatory. It's purged of all of its uh, sin. So basically it's like a cleansing process assisted again by the church. And uh, then after the process is over and there is no time, like it could be years, it could be uh, months until this soul is released then into heaven. So that's the belief in Catholicism. And um, that is why one of the reasons that um, after my grandfather passed and they buried him the day after that, they did the, the nine night, um, Prayer. where they do a prayer, they do the, the, the rosary. So, you know, they pray the Santa Maria, right, the whole right, thing. Right. Um, so that night, uh, really kind of led me into s- to study a little bit more. I went into it briefly. I, can't, I I'm not going to say I went in deep about it cause there's obviously there's a lot more to it. Um, but I wanted to get into it to, to kind of be able to explain to people at least, um, My thing was, why are we doing this? You know, why are we, why are you guys praying for someone who's already dead and your prayers are not going to change anything? Mm -hmm. Um, Because the dead are dead, you know, they are unconscious. Um, Well, they are conscious because there's one of two things that happens. They either go directly into the presence of the Lord or they go directly into hell. And then they await final judgment So this is something that I was, that that I was reading right now. And, uh, some of my sources are grace to you, uh, John MacArthur, um, in, in an article that really good to, to read if you, you guys haven't read it and you're wondering and want to get a little more, um, context of this, but it's what happens when believers die. Um, so it led me to ask that question. And I think, um, I don't know if this question is asked often enough, but I think a lot of us have family members who are Catholic. And, you know, they, they believe in that it's, it's not so much that they've read it in the Bible. Cause it's not in the Bible. <laughs> it's just a tradition they follow, you know, that's somebody dies and this is what we're going to do. You know, we're going to, we're going to bury them. We're going to keep watch first. Um, it's the, I think it's called the viewing in, in English, but it's a viewing watch night or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, everyone stays awake. Basically, that's that's the whole point. And you drink coffee, you eat pan and you talk to talk, talk to everyone. No, no, you talk to everyone who's there and you kind of like it's supposed to be about remembering, you know, the person. You know what this reminds
1: me of? That one Mexican movie about this kid playing guitar. Uh, Coco? Coco, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen that movie, actually.
1: (laughs) okay we should watch it like right after (laughs) but it's about um a kid who tries that
0: involves a lot of things of like the dead people day of the dead right and and the the beliefs that come with catholicism because catholicism has a few things that are kind of they don't even come from scripture they just kind of like pagan pagan uh rituals and worship it's strange but it kind of i don't know if that's the original catholicism or it just snuck in there in the new (laughs) catholicism but yeah, I, I've heard that that movie has a lot of symbolism and it kind of goes into what a lot of Mexicans believe because it's part of our culture mm-hmm. and tradition. So yeah, I would like to see it. I think I have to see that movie <laughs> to, to understand a little bit better. It's a kid's movie. But it's, just, it's just... It's a kid's movie, but they pay attention to the details, yeah. though, I'm sure. I mean, because people have told me it illustrates like the, the land of the dead or something. <laughs> um, anyway... So yeah, that's, that's the belief. And, um, that day they did the rosary and I was just kind of wondering, why are we doing this? Um, so I just kind of went and started looking, um, at articles and going into the word and seeing what, what, what do we believe? Or what does the Bible say about, about death? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that, one of the first things that, um, is clear is that the soul is eternal. So we have a soul in our bodies our, our body, the flesh, it's just like, um, just like an outward casing that where our soul is, it dwells in the swell, the the swell, (laughs) the soul powers the body. So the soul is kind of like the motor you can say in the car, you take the motor out, the car doesn't run. And the soul um, is something that is eternal. It never dies. It's the breath of life that God gives us. And so that's, what's powering these bodies that we have. That's how we're able to move and walk. But um that's why it's described that when some a lot of people die uh some people see them breathe out and exhale and it's just kind of like okay, their spirit is leaving their body their soul is leaving um so that is that's the thing about the soul that it it is it is eternal and it's funny because there's many different um scientific uh research that says that we are energy right we're just energy mm-hmm. <laughs> and energy is released but energy it just it never goes away. It has to escape and it has to be existing somewhere. It never just ceases to exist. That's like a fundamental principle in, in science that energy doesn't cease to exist. It just transfers from one place to another, but it always exists. So science doesn't get it all that wrong. Um, but in a biblical perspective, the soul is eternal, meaning it's always going to live. Um, kind of like you know, the, the, the Trinity of God, you know, you have the father, you have the son and you have the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit. um, They're all eternal. They're all um, that, but the Holy spirit really um, is described. um, Well, all of them in one are described as eternal. I don't know how I was going to make the point with this, but um, Oh, that we, we are made in God's image and likeness. So we, we have different parts to our body. Um, the spirit, the soul, and, and the flesh, and um, the soul aspect is the one that is eternal. So that's that's the that's kind of like what I was trying to say.
1: Which is given by God, right? Right. And then we're on Earth, and that's where we have to do our our works. Our mm-hmm. this is where our um, I guess you can say trials and and whatnot. And at the end, we are judged by what we.
0: Do hmm. we're judged by what we do? Yes. But um, that is with uh, that is with an exception because if, if we are judged based off of our works um, we're going to be found guilty every time, every single time. But it's only, it's only when we're judged through Christ and the salvation that he gives, then we're only judged by the good things that we've done because Christ is what, pretty much saves us and he's the one who um is the mediator before God. So we are judged by our works. Um the non-believer will be also judged by the works. But now it's the difference between a believer and a non-believer is that the works of a believer are the works is the work of Christ, that it's finished. And a non-believer, it's his own works or her own works. And their own works fall short every time. So that's, that's going to be the fate of every non-believer, um, that they fall short and they're going to be judged accordingly to that. And it doesn't matter how good that they thought they were. Um, the measurement or the ruler is Christ. It's that is the, the measuring stick. And if you're not exactly like him, then you've fallen short and you're not going to have eternal life unless, unless your life is in ha- in His hands, and unless you've surrendered your life to Him, other than that, there is um, no salvation for a person according to their own works.
1: Nice, nice. I was I have a few questions that some may have mm-hmm. um, in regards to into what, we, what did you what you we were just discussing about. Um, so, God judges you at the end of the, of the earth's life. What did he judge by?
0: What does he judge you accordingly? He when will,
1: we pass and like yes, what what do we what what are we judged by?
0: Well, the Bible is clear. I'm not sure where the scripture talks about, but it says that every word even that we say mm-hmm. and everything that we do Romans. and everything that we do will be um will be measured by God. Everything, absolutely everything. But as I said before, to the extent that if you are in Christ you're going to be judged by his finished work and of course when you're saved and when you have salvation then Christ Christ's work is what the Lord sees so um, you're going to be judged by your works and like I was saying unbelievers will also be judged according to their own works which we know um, that are most righteous deeds are like filthy rags to God. They're are They don't, they don't make the cut. So we're going to be judged by even every word we say, everything we, everything we do, everything we think, everything um, we project, it will be judged and it will be written. Um, but it's only those who have been forgiven, who have been purchased by the blood of the lamb. Uh, those who will have basically a clean slate before God. And that's just because of Christ. It's it's not because of us.
1: Man, I was trying to look for um I'm I'm beginning to read Romans every single day. And um I just remembered somewhere in the I think in the beginning of Romans or in chapter six or in chapter three, but it does describe what you were just telling us that we are judged by every single act that we have done. And it's it's beautiful because God God is just God. And um mm-hmm. uh, what what does that mean? What does just mean when um according to God's eyes if I may ask you
0: um to be a just God means that he rules justly Mm -hmm. um it's again it's it's the perfect standard he he is the righteous judge meaning that his ruling is perfect every time no matter what um And, and he
1: just to be clear he set this standard correct
0: yeah the standard is him Mm-hmm. He is the standard. He is the word. He is the law. He made the law. He created it. He is the law. And what is the standard of the law? It is him. It is his essence. The law itself is a proclamation of God. It's it's who he is as well. He is a God of order. And and lawlessness would be what is the opposite of God.
1: And that's what we do all the, day, all the time.
0: Exactly. We We are lawless creatures, but in Christ, we learn to, to conform to his law. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant putting, putting of your, your flesh to death. It's a constant, it has to be a constant effort. Um, sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't, but God is always good at reminding us and and tanking us back and reminding us that we serve a God who is just, who is righteous. Um, and we will have our consequences here. Even as believers, we will have consequences for our sin um, in, in this life. There will be consequences. Um, right. Like killing a person. Right. You, you kill a person here. You might ask God for forgiveness. Even if you're a believer. Um, and it, this could be something like you were, you're a believer. And one day you just went to go drink with your friends and you guys just kept drinking one too many, one too many, you went on your car and then you were driving. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, you hit somebody and they die. It was unintentional. Perhaps you would say, even though you should have not been driving. I mean, that was the first mistake, but you did that. It was unintentional. You ask God to, you ask God for forgiveness and God in his mercy and grace would forgive you. Um, However, you're still going to deal with the consequences because you're still under the law, Mm -hmm. you're still under that system and you will have consequences for your actions. So we will still have consequences for our actions, even as Christians. Um, The promise of God, however, is if you are in him and if you abide in him, and if you follow him, then the, the wages of, of sin, which is death no longer apply to you. Now it's, now it's eternal life that has been a gift by Christ.
1: You answered the follow-up question that I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like a recap. I was going to do first a recap. So once we pass, we are judged by a holy God, by the law. But because if we are if we believe in Christ through, through faith, then that law is fulfilled. Correct. And is um, substitute with Christ and God sees Christ in us and we, we are with glorified with God and for eternal life.
0: Correct. So, the average person and every person will be judged according to the law, meaning you break one of the commands and you're guilty of it all. That's what scripture teaches us. So, you will be judged according to the law, but for the believer, they will be judged according to grace. So, it won't be applied to them. Because again, now it's, it's not you, but it's Christ living in you who is going to basically he's, God sees you and sees someone who's perfect. It's yeah, it's a substitution. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the reason why Jesus Christ died because he became a propitiation for our sins, meaning a, a substitute an atonement for our sins. And because of that, then we can take his work, his finished work and a it to our lives. That's the only reason because of what he did and it's all credit and glory to him. So we won't be judged um, according to the law, but even if we did, the law would be applied to Christ and Christ is perfect and lived a perfect life. So therefore it would be cancel. He cancels that. He cancels right. that, um, that punishment that we deserved, which is death for our sins.
1: Awesome. And the reason why I'm asking these questions is because so if anyone who has these uncertainties about what's going to happen to their life at after death or unsure, um, here, here are the questions I'm trying to ask. Yeah, <laughs> I no, it's good. I have a few more, um, just two more that have, um, um, once we keep continue the the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to know if you had anything to share or. Right before I go to the next question,
0: yeah, sure. So, um, going back to the what we were talking about first, which it all, it all is. Um, oh, goes together. What's up?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask, what is grace? Because you did mention grace on the.
0: Okay, so so the grace of God is, I think, the easiest way to describe it. It's um, it's something that you don't deserve. It's a gift right. you don't deserve. That that is grace and that is what describes every Christian. No, none of us deserve to have eternal life with God. None of us deserve to be forgiven of our sins, because the Bible is clear that the wages of sin are death. Mm-hmm. Meaning, because we have sinned, we deserve to be put to death. But because of God's grace, again, undeserved, mm-hmm. there's nothing we can do to earn it. Um and even even the even the the process of coming to an understanding of that is a gift from God. It's not something you can come in your own human uh, will. It's, it's not of the will of man um, that we become saved. And this is in John chapter one. It's not by the will of man. It's by the will of God. So even, even for you to believe and for you to understand what God did for you, it comes directly from him. And that's because it's an act of mercy and grace. So grace is something we don't deserve. Um it's it's the gift we don't deserve. And then uh a mercy mercy is uh um, ah, mercy is the thing that what we did deserve he withheld. So what we did deserve he withheld. So oh,
1: that's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah, so what we did deserve, meaning we deserve death. He withheld, and by his grace, he gave us something we didn't deserve. So he withheld what we deserved and he gave us what we did not. Dang. Grace and mercy.
1: It's like That's me how. It's like me killing a brother mm-hmm. in front of your eyes, and then And then you You had the gun pointed in my head saying you deserve this, but then you hold like you, you don't hold back. It's, it's your decision. You just you put the, the gun away and invite him to your table. Yeah. That is...
0: Yeah, there was <laughs> there was a story I heard similar to that. Um, it, it was a story about a, a person who um, who was in their car and then somebody comes up with them and pulls a gun on them and tells them to give you them all their money and stuff like that. No, to give him the car. And the person gets out and he says, here, take the car. And here's some money. Also, here's like a thousand dollars to go with that. Wow. And the person was just like shocked. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, here, here. I know I'm you're stealing you're, your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and here's a thousand dollars extra plus my car, <laughs> my car that you're stealing. So it, it's kind of like that. Like it, you would never expect it. And and this isn't something anybody does. I mean, let's be honest. If someone does you wrong, if somebody sins against you, when we say sins against you means doing anything wrong against you. Mm-hmm they could slash the tires of your car, your motorcycle or um you know they can they can do something bad to your family. Um Anything. or poison your dog and your dog dies. Ugh, even worse, not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for some that's that would be the worst thing. Um that's that's like that that's the example of them doing something wrong or sinning against you and then you turning around and saying like hey, you know, like let me help you out like are you okay? Can I, can I help you with something? Um, I'm pretty sure you did this because you feel bad or there's something you're going through. I want to wash your hands from that poison that you just. <laughs> exactly. So you, you respond to a person in a way that they would never expect it. And, and that's what that's, that's one of the examples that Christ gives us in turning the other cheek, like somebody does evil to you, wrong to you. And instead of doing what they expected to you, you, instead of retaliating, you turn the other cheek or you might even bless them, or you might even, um, you might even do something that changes their whole life. Like this story about a woman who this guy killed his, her son. And then later on um, she invites, she goes and she talks to the, the guy cause he goes to prison. She goes to prison and talks to him and tells him that she forgives him. Um, and when he gets out, she actually takes him into his home and helps him restore his life. And then she kind of takes him in as her wow. son. That's like, and she's a Christian woman. I mean, think about that. Who would do something like that in the natural, in the flesh? You would not do that. You'd see that person outside. And what would you do? You'd, you'd probably <laughs> plot of ways to kill him or somehow, restraining acts, order after yeah, or, or you somehow, you know, you pay. Cause I guess hits are cheap now. You pay someone to take him out or give him a beating <laughs> or something, but for the woman to do that—that is—that is showing Christ-like character. That is what God calls us to do, not to—not to retaliate. Because He also tells us that the vengeance is His. He will pay. He will. He will. There will be a day of of terror for all those who do evil. You know, He will come with retribution and He will take revenge. Um, but until then, it's not for us to take it.
1: Wow, and that's how merciful God is with us. Huh?
0: It is. It is because that's, we we deserve, we deserve death,
1: eternal punishment. We deserve
0: to be separated from Him. And I mean, He, he should desire to be away from us because <laughs> we're so we're so filthy sometimes, and and we we think things we shouldn't. We we do things we shouldn't, and um, and then we come back to Him and say, "God, forgive me." And then we'll do it again, and it's just like
1: my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's the human tendency. That's our human nature. We do it. Uh, the Israelites did it, and humanity will continue to do it till the return because we we still carry these fallen bodies. We still we still carry uh, this dead person on our back, um, as some theologians describe it.
1: Paul describes it the best: <laughs> the thorn in the thorn in the flesh. The
0: thorn in the flesh. Yeah, that was that was his reminder that he was human, that he was human, and it was uh, he would call it a messenger from Satan, and he would ask God to take it away from him. But nope, he said, "My grace is sufficient."
1: And yeah, I, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he used that to glorify God even more. And yeah, humble himself.
0: Yeah, he Paul was one of the most humble of the apostles. I think he was he could very easily be said to be the greatest apostle. Obviously the Catholic church would disagree. They would say that Peter is the rock on which the Catholic church is founded on and that he is the greatest of the apostles. That is the belief of the Catholic church. Um, Again, that's up for debate because they say um, apparently he was the first Pope, Peter. Uh, But that's not true. Peter was never in Rome, but I don't know how they get around that one. They, They get around it somehow. Um, I would like uh, a brother or sister uh, to explain that to me or a person who's Catholic, who knows a little bit about their
1: I mean, I theology. I'm to the podcast. Yeah. So if you're uh,
0: listening to this, you're Catholic, you're probably enraged that I'm talking about Catholicism this way. Please do reach out to me. <laughs> I would like to have a conversation with you in uh, in good spirits, of course. Um, so yeah, that that's, that would be, that would be that. Um, but anyway, so,
1: Follow up. Next question.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Go ahead. Ask for the for the follow up question. Okay.
1: So next question I have in, for those also asking this same question. Um, so after we pass, some some say that God. T- we we've heard this before. God gives life and He also takes away life. Is is this true? Um w- w- Like, how can God? Like is he is he a sovereign God? That's what I'm trying to say. You know how um people say that I have free will mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. But yet God let things happen and let people die. People then start to question why did God do this and if this was His plan, why did He do it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Is this? Why does God have? Why do people say that? God has a sovereign will over someone's life.
0: Okay, so the sovereignty of God is is unquestionably one of the things that um, it's clear throughout all of the Bible, because you you have prophecies coming true with such precision that it couldn't be anything else but sovereignty of God and His plan being executed, right, um, and being done. So, as in regards to a believer, um, a, a person who is in christ a person who is a child of god Mm -hmm. because remember unbelievers are not children of god they are his creation but they're not children they're not in the family of god a lot of people say like oh no everybody you know we're all brothers (laughs) and sisters yeah man we're all brothers and sisters yeah (laughs) uh no that's not the case we are we are uh (laughs) co-humans uh but i can't call someone uh who is not a true believer I can't call them my brother or sister uh, because they're not I can't call a buddhist my brother Um, we don't share the same faith and their beliefs quite frankly are off Um, so they they believe in someone who died and and was the enlightened one but they 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 died and that's it they were not eternal Um, they they just were maybe a little smarter than the average person at the time (laughs) And they worship that person. I mean, that's, that's okay, I guess, in in their, in their view. Of course, we know that we shouldn't worship any other gods or people in this case. Um, so in, in the life of a believer, God's sovereign will always, um, is always executed. So every believer who dies, um, they die because that is what God willed. So for example, and, and I, and I've this, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, uh, brother john john azar
1: right our our, fun, our from... fof
0: teacher he um he explained that god sometimes removes people from this earth basically takes them home mm-hmm. sometimes even when they are very sinful
1: right a beautiful example of this was in um i wish i could remember which part and which story but they lied to a to the, the Holy Spirit to God mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit struck them immediately. Right, right. But it was a husband and a wife, I believe. Right, right.
0: Yes, yes. Um, they were bringing their offerings to the apostles, mm. and the apostles they had sold a house, and they kept some of the money, and the the apostles um, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, um, they said, "Hey, you know, you have you have lied to the Holy Spirit because you this isn't all the money, basically, and it's not like they were money hungry or anything. It was just a the, it's, it's a matter of the heart that you're willing to do that. It's not so much that they needed the money. Maybe they did need the money, but it wasn't, it wasn't the money aspect. It wasn't like, you know, you, I asked you, I gave you, um, $500 and then you just gave me 450 and you kept 50 and you're like, Oh, I don't have them. So, and they're in your pocket, All right? you know, it's not like, Oh, like 50 bucks. I can't believe you. No, it had to do with the, the heart. And because Retouches. those people, yeah, because those people lied, lied to the Holy spirit who is God. Um, they were struck dead. They were struck dead as a consequence. Um, now, were they true believers? Um, they may have been true believers and maybe God didn't want to, that, that kind of uh, behavior to continue or to be spread out through people or for people to think it's okay. Cause it was also a statement to everybody else. Like, Hey, you lie to the living God. You lie to God. um, The consequences are real. Like we're not talking about lying to a person. We're not talking to lying, lying about a chief, uh, a president. No, you're, you're lying to the God of the universe. Right. I was going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. The God. (laughs) The only. So you're lying to him and, um, I think there were several reasons for that, but, but yeah, that's, that's one example. They, they lied to him and um, they were immediately put to death. And um, I think God does put to rest or to death uh, believers who are
1: on the verge of
0: are stumbling blocks Mm -hmm. are stumbling blocks to their fellow brothers and sisters. And these are, there's, they're believers, but um, they're not mature but they do believe genuinely um, and they cause others to stumble. Then it's, 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 um, it's not a good thing. And God will eliminate them just like uh, Saul, Saul and his entire uh, lineage, except for Mephibosheth, they were eliminated. God had mercy on Mephibosheth. He didn't eliminate him, but he eliminated everybody else. And Saul was supposed to rule forever, but you know, he disobeyed and there you go. He took him out. So Um, There is a sovereignty over uh, God's children in regards to those who are outside of, of God. um, I believe he has control of those and and what happens um, to the point of, I don't know if it's to the point that he ordains the death they will have. I don't know if it's to that extent. I can't say, Um, but that everything happens in his will. And because he allows it and, and it happens nothing basically nothing happens without god's um knowing god's knowing nations. yeah it, it nothing happens outside of it there's nothing that surprises god
1: god, god, god is everything.
0: god knows everything he's not learning anything new <laughs> he already knows it all
1: he knew before yeah he created the universe
0: so he's he's not Learning and he's not waiting to see if you're going to <laughs> repent. He already knows if you did or didn't. He he Sincerity. he's the one who, yeah. He's the one who initiated it to begin with, and he knows what's gonna happen. And he declares the beginning from the end. So there's nothing that catches him off guard. He's not learning anything new. And nothing comes as a surprise to him, the all-knowing one. So sovereign. <laughs> exactly. So yes, definitely he is sovereign. And if somebody's teaching you otherwise, if somebody's teaching you that God is still learning, that he's learning from you (laughs) or that, you know, he's, he's learning who you are or getting to know you, then you clearly don't know (laughs) scripture because God is clear about those who he foreknew and predestined and those who he's called to foreknow something is to know it intimately. So God knows you already intimately if you're his. He's known you before you existed. And before you ex- he chose. Before, well, yeah. He
1: gave, he gave you the understanding of who he Exactly. Was. He
0: already knew you. And that's the beautiful thing that he already knows what a piece of... <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> what a piece of person you are. <laughs> he already knows yet again with all of that he has the mercy and grace to look at you and to save you out of our save you out of your misery when i say you i'm talking about all of us so don't get offended because everyone gets offended nowadays (laughs) so yeah even it's crazy huh like If you knew someone to that degree, you'd be like, "Ugh, like, I don't even want to be next to that person. They have some
1: sick. If you knew yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If there was another person exactly like like you.
0: (laughs) But just like it wasn't you. And like they were completely different. But. And you knew that person because. You would be like, man, that is a sick person. That is a disgusting animal. (laughs) That represents us. We are that, we are that, that filth. But when the Lord comes and changes our nature, changes our way of thinking, um, we renew our mind. He begins to polish us, cleans us. And, and that's when we have a, a worth. So, you know, just because now that you're a Christian, it doesn't mean that you're worthless and this and that. And we're not saying that. Um, we're just saying that that was our natural condition. We, we were, we were wretches. We were people who did not deserve anything. Uh, I mean, we still don't, but we have it because of him. We have it because that's his promise. We have it because that's what um, that's what we gained through him. So that that itself should be something that um, should be encouraging to all of us. It is very.
1: Um, I've another question now. My last question, because. Mm-hmm. That's the only question that I came up with. <laughs> um, this does um, kind of brings back, goes back to the story of your grandfather. Hmm. Um, some, some may ask, can the son actually be can, can son actually be saved at the end of their life, at the pinpoint of death, before they they pass? Can is, are they forgiven, or what happens? What happens when they ask for forgiveness? Is it too late? Is it, you know? Yeah, that's that's the question. Is it too late to ask for forgiveness when you're at the point of death already?
0: At the end of your life, um, yes. It's 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 not too late. It's not too late, and um, I think our greatest example is in Luke chapter twenty three, verse thirty nine through forty three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the thief on the cross. Right. It's the thief <laughs> right next to him. Um, saying, you know, like one of them is telling him, are you not the Christ? You know, save yourself, save us. And then uh, verse 40 in Luke 23 says, but the other answered and rebuking him said, do not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we indeed are suffering justly for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. 42. And he was saying.
1: I love how he said we. Yeah. Cause he was, he's he, taking the sin.
0: Exactly. What we deserve, we are receiving what we deserve is what he said for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you today, you shall be with me in paradise. And when he says truly. 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 That's the seal right there. That's (sighs) sign sealed, delivered. When the Lord says truly, that's it. That's canon. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's done. (laughs) So yeah, the people can be saved at the end of their lives. Um, that is the beauty when you understand that your salvation is not by your works.
1: Right. I was going to say, I was going to bring that up perfect. Exactly. Because he did not work for his salvation. He didn't do anything.
0: He, he asked the Lord mm-hmm. to remember him. And Beautiful. and and that and that phrase at the time and the way he meant it, because obviously the Lord sees even through words and everything. Um. He says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So in here, we see also that the thief on the cross is recognizing him as God, because he also, if you read before, do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? Why would he tell him that? Why would he tell him that he's, he told him that because he's rebuking him because the other one's saying, hey, are you not, are you not the Christ? Are you not God? Can't you save yourself? And he's like, do you not even fear God? So this wow. statement, remember me when you come in your kingdom, he's already assuming that he has a kingdom and he's going into his kingdom that it's like, it's like in that moment he received um, the understanding of who he was, who, who the man hanging on the cross next to him was because he understood that he's going back to his kingdom. And and that, I mean, think about right. it. How, how, how did he know this? <sighs> How did he, he wasn't a disciple of Jesus. And I never, I never caught this until right now that I'm looking <laughs> at it, but how would he know that he's going back to his kingdom? Again, it's God opening the eyes of, of those who he, right. he has for himself. Wow. So, um, and
1: imagine like, that assurance. Yeah. Toward, wow. <laughs> that's
0: straight up. And and that's, I think this phrase, this phrase is true to every believer. You know, that that we say, Lord, remember us. Lord, forgive us. And and Lord, you know, don't forget us when we perish. And this itself, uh, there's different beliefs about what happens when you die. Um, Jehovah Witnesses believe that 144,000 only uh, will be resurrected to heaven. And the rest, I don't know what they think about the rest. like only 144.
1: I'm I'm joking. (laughs) I was going to say a joke. But imagine like. Now it's 100, 130, 133,199. 130. We got
0: 14,000 more. Let's fill in the hole. <laughs> so yeah, Jehovah Witnesses, they believe only 144,000 will be resurrected to heaven from from Pentecost to, to today. Mm-hmm. So for all we know, that number has been met. The quota has been met or maybe there's only two that have actually fulfilled the perfect life that they have to live according to Jehovah witnesses. Um, Catholics, they believe that uh, one dies in a state of grace. If they die in a state of grace, quote unquote, um, they will be reconciled to God. If they die at peace with God and at peace with them, with others. Mm -hmm. So if you die in that state, you have no you have like no quarrels with anybody. You have no hard feelings, which is impossible. Um, If you die like that, then you die in a state of grace, meaning you're going to heaven. But if you don't die in that perfect state, then again, purgatory is what we talked about in the beginning. And then we have the Seventh-day Adventists who believe that um, when you die, even as a believer, you go into an unconscious sleep. You just sleep Mm -hmm. and you wait till the Lord returns to resurrect you. But the resurrection that uh, the Bible is talking about is the resurrection of the body, not the soul because remember we said the soul never dies. It just keeps going. Mm -hmm. So the body resurrects. That's, that's what's going to resurrect when the Lord returns. And it says, we're going to be, uh, our, our souls are going to meet with our bodies, um, in the heavens. And, you know, God is going to give us new, new bodies, the glorified body. Um, and then that's when we're going to, you know, be with the Lord in his kingdom forever. But I think this, even right here we see in verse 43, Um, And he said to him, truly, I say to you today, you shall be with me in paradise. So if God is promising him today, when he dies, he will see him in paradise. What do you think that means? Does that soul go into an unconscious sleep? Or does he go directly into the presence of God after death? I think Jesus is very clear. Today, you shall be with me in paradise. So we know that the souls go directly into the presence of God for believers. Non-believers, they go into, uh, they go into hell, and awaiting the final judgment, which is going to be basically the lake of fire, where they will never be able to, um, they will never be able to leave that place. I mean, they can't leave hell either, but the lake of fire is the final, the final resting place for all those who are wicked, which is everyone without Christ. So, um, different beliefs. Uh, Buddhists believe in reincarnation, or Hindus. I think Hindus believe in reincarnation. Uh, they think you could be resurrected as a dog. pineapple tree, or a coconut, or a a dog, or a caterpillar. I think someone told me you could pick. No, you could be. it's oh, well. They think that the better quality of life and the more you take care of nature and stuff,
1: the, the better. The, the higher
0: you will be. So, like, to be a cow is the ultimate. You know, <laughs> like to be a cow or an animal that's like majestic. That's because you live like a life that was perfect. You lived in harmony with uh, nature. But if you were just a jerk, you'd be come back like as a worm or something. <laughs> that's the belief. That's the belief. The, the reincarnation belief. You can reincarnate into anything. So they think. So that's why Hindus. Um, I was reading an article. They, sometimes they won't even kill a, a worm or or a little pest because they think it's the life of someone. It's actually someone right there and reincarnated. So something, something interesting there. Um, But yeah, that's, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, We believe that when we die, we directly go into the presence of the Lord for the believers and for those who do not believe and reject the gospel of truth. Um, They have their place. They have their place. They will be judged by the law. And if you're judged by the law with your perfect, beautiful works that you think you have, um, you're guilty. You're guilty. And even if it's the smallest one, even if you lived a perfect life, but you just lied once or you told a little quote unquote white lie, (laughs) you're going to die forever away from God and you're going to burn in hell. So... I'm not saying that sounds kind of intense when you say it that way, but I mean, that's the reality, but that doesn't have to be the case for, for those listening. There is forgiveness in Christ. There is, um, there is forgiveness of sin and God does not turn away anyone who truly seeks him. So that is the beauty of our God, that if you have a desire in your heart to seek him and you do, and you repent, and you turn from your sins, repentance is a 180 degree turn the other way. Instead of running towards sin, you're running towards God um, and anyone can do it. Um, and God does not turn away anyone. And if you do have that desire, it's because God placed it in you to turn to him. So um, definitely answer the call because uh, one day there will not be an option for you to, to ask God to forgive you to. Be right with God. Mm. One day it's it's just not. And you might be on your deathbed. Some people say, well, I'll just do it on my deathbed. Since they said that, you know, I can live my life. And then at the end, just say, God, forgive me. I well, I mean, chances are one day you're driving and then you get hit and you just immediately die. Or something happens and you just, your death is immediate. You don't even have a chance to to pray. You don't have a chance to ask God to forgive you. Um, it can all just happen like that. Well. Wow
1: one well said. what's that welly welly welly
0: welly, well-y said so yeah guys so uh thank you guys for for listening to today's podcast we hope that it was insightful for you guys and uh, we hope that some of the questions that were asked uh, help you Feel free to ask us a question. Uh, You can DM us on, uh, go ahead and slide into our DMs Mm -hmm. um, at Alpha Omega TV on Instagram. Uh, We also have a Facebook page and you can even leave us a voicemail on Anchor if that's what you're into. Um, But definitely, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Don't hesitate. Um, If we don't know the answer, we'll definitely uh, point you to the right source, point you to the right person who can give you the answer, but you don't have to do this alone. And I know most of us are in uh, in quote unquote quarantine, whatever that is, mm-hmm. but definitely guys know that God is in control at the end of the day and what happens to your life. And that we are not to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because today has its problem, problems of its own, but because we are in him, our lives are in him, meaning Whatever happens, it's because he allows it to happen. So take refuge in that, have peace. And throughout this time, just know that God is still and always will be in control and sovereign. Over and out. That concludes today's podcast. Thank you very much. Over and out.